And that's when I began to heal the emotional trauma. And here's here's what I learned. Number one is my childhood was similar to your childhood. Um, and my my teens and twenties weren't much better, right? I'm kind of dressed right now. I'm kind of dressed like a like a like a like a robber from the twenties right now. Um, but uh, like I, I kind of had a, a crime life for the, my you know until I was about twenty four, and and twenty four was like I don't want to I don't want to go to jail anymore, right? Um, but here's the other thing is. I'm a YouTuber and I was living this real competitive YouTube life, right? Like if I don't get a hundred thousand views on my next video, you know, I'm worthless. There's a ton of research on fasting itself. Also, you know, fasting before and after chemotherapy, for example, actually makes it significantly more effective. But uh, even outside of chemotherapy, there's, I believe there's some research out of Boston that has shown you know, seven day water fasting can reduce your cancer risk by up to like around 70%. Oh, yeah, massively. And if like every person, um, but now it's like, I, I, I want to be that cancer hero. Like I want people to know, and, and I don't care if it brings me riches or wealth. It's just like, I want you to know that you can make it through it. And that's, that's something that's, that's why I'm on the podcast today. It's like, I, I want people to know that it's, there's absolutely an exit plan to your cancer. Welcome to the Nathan Crane Podcast. Nathan is a certified holistic cancer coach, 20-time award-winning documentary filmmaker, competitive CrossFit athlete, and best-selling author of Becoming Cancer-Free. With nearly two decades in independent natural health research and education, Nathan shares his top solutions for preventing and overcoming disease while optimizing health and improving human performance. Each week, Nathan brings on highly renowned experts to share natural and holistic health science, strategies, and breakthroughs for living your healthiest, happiest, and most fulfilling life. And now, here's Nathan Crane. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have Owen Hemsath with us here. I'm excited for him to share his journey of uh battling cancer with all of you i've seen a bunch of his videos online probably the past couple of years Owen. i think i've seen you like on facebook and different places talking about you know your diagnosis what you've been doing to treat it naturally how you basically uh had a stage four terminal cancer diagnosis and have been battling it back consistently and seeing amazing results for yourself using a more holistic approach so uh, appreciate you coming on a podcast to, to talk about it, man. I think we can definitely um, just sharing your journey and your story and what you've been doing, I know is helping a lot of people. So uh, appreciate you coming on. Now, I'm so excited to be here because, you know, in sharing my story, I've seen people make decisions that have resulted in their um, their lives uh, being, I, I mean, one one lady came up to me at a conference and she was like, I, I showed, I found your stuff. The doctors sent my son home to die. Like he already did as much chemo as he could do. And there's like, there's nothing that we could do. Um, we took him home. We found your videos on ketosis and fasting. And we began to do that with our son. Um, and he is alive and well today, just had like his 10th birthday. Uh, and, and that's all because I decided to share, you know, uh, what I did in my journey. And so, so, uh, I'm really excited to talk about 
the the hell that I crawled through to get into a place where today I'm cancer free. That's epic, dude. So why don't you yeah start back a little bit with the diagnosis? You were diagnosed what in 2020 with stage four, basically cancer of the thymus gland, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was that was my uh, second diagnosis. Um, so I had been diagnosed in 2015 with stage three thymoma. There was 12 centimeter tumor in my in my chest, um, and I had a whole set of symptoms trying to figure it out. You know, like I was sucking down cold medicine, like oh no, it's I got a cold, you know. And then it's like that didn't. It's like maybe it's tums, and I'm like now I'm like eating tums because I felt like pains and stuff, and I just couldn't figure it out. Um, but then, you know, I started to have night sweats and, and I'm sweating through like two, three shirts a night. And we're just like, what is going on? And so that's when my doctor at the time was like, go to the hospital. And they found this 12 centimeter tumor in my chest. And so I immediately did everything the doctors told me to do. I never once Googled um, my thymoma. I never once Googled the the chemos that they gave me. Um in fact, I very much just trusted the medical system. I really didn't have any reason not to at that time. I didn't know anything about really much at all. Um, so I did uh, I extensive chemotherapy and radiation when lost all my hair, you know, all that weak and bald, crying naked in the shower. You know what I mean? Like I went through it. Um, after which, you, you know, um, they let me ring the bell. Uh, and, and I assumed that that meant that the cancer was gone. And what I found out that it meant is that no, in fact, I just finished the treatment, right? Like they delivered the product that they planned to deliver to me. And that's when I got to ring the bells to celebrate that. And, and, uh, so I went about living my life and I really made no changes um, in my life at all. I mean, some, I, I guess, uh, but, but really the radiation and the chemotherapy had done such damage to my body that I was really in and out of the hospital with uh, blood clots and angioplasties. You know, with the cold and flu season here, it's critically important that we enhance and strengthen our immune systems. Yes, would you agree? The problem is, though, that there's so much confusion out there when it comes to what actually works for our bodies and for our health. Well, I'll tell you what I used. I used Maison Beljansky's Wellness Products. Maison Beljansky's products are backed by science to not only help empower the immune system, but can support detoxification and contribute to our overall health. Coming from Europe, the all-natural Beljansky formulas are now available in the United States and are recommended by top doctors everywhere. A lot of the colleagues I work with, functional medicine practitioners that work with patients with all kinds of diseases, are recommending Maison Beljansky's products to their very own patients. As a special sponsor of this podcast, Maison Beljansky has included a very special discount offer for all of my listeners. You can get 15% off your first order using the promo code Nathan, and you'll always enjoy free shipping when you order four products or more. You can grab your wellness products today at MaisonBeljansky.com. That's M-A-I-S-O-N-B-E-L-J-A-N-S-K-I, MaisonBeljansky.com, and use code Nathan for 15% off. Hey, so if you've been following me for any time now, you know that I often talk about Helin 951, the nitrogen-fermented organic soy drink. I first learned about it at an integrative cancer event years ago, and I've been taking this myself 
for a long time. It's so potent and it has a strong flavor. So I add their organic mint powder to it and it's easy to take any time of day. I usually take it in the mornings. You know, I'm constantly looking into natural health products and the ones that catch my eye are the ones with years of proven results and the science and research to back them up. I love that Helan 951 checks all of these boxes. Made from a unique 100% organic soybean grown in the high mountains of Mongolia, Helan 951 has some incredible health properties. Just a few of the benefits are more energy, better sleep, detox, longevity, better immune function, and some fantastic anti-cancer compounds. The folks over at Helan have made a page just for our followers to learn more. You can head over to helan951.com forward slash crane. That's H-A-E-L-A-N. 951.com forward slash crane. They have special discounted packages there for you to get you started. And if you use the promo code crane, C-R-A-N-E, at checkout, they will also give you free shipping. So head over and grab this special offer for yourself and use the free shipping promo code crane, or just give them a call if that's easier for you. They are so easy to work with and have over 32 years in the industry. Again, that's helan951.com forward slash crane. Um, and we all knew like, man, that radiation really messed me up. That chemo really messed me up, you know, and I'm just like trying to get my health back and like, just trying to get back into the flow of things. And I'm starting to, starting to finally feel healthy again. Right. Um, when 2020 rolls around and is just for us, just a deeply stressful year as it was for so many people. But, um, I also lost a, a very good friend of mine, um, who ended his own life. I gave the eulogy at his funeral. And six months after that, um, uh, my cancer had returned as stage four terminal thymoma cancer. Um, I had just moved my family out of California and I collapsed again. Um, and knowing, learning what I had learned is like, go to the hospital now. Right. And so we went to the hospital, you, you know, I thought they were going to say blood clots. I thought they were going to say it's more, you need another angioplasty. Um, but indeed, the doctor came back in and he was white as a ghost. And he was like, there's cancer all over your body. Um, and there, no, 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 no. We, we beat cancer. No, no, no. That's your old x-rays, you, you know, and it, it took a minute. My wife's out in the parking lot because she couldn't come in because of COVID. Um, and uh, that's when we got the bad news. And that's when um, that's that brings us to like when we began the journey today. So we we went home from the doctor's office, uh, depressed, um, angry. Um, why, you know, just confused. And and uh, it took us a while to find our feet again after that. Mm, yeah, that, that second uh, diagnosis must have been brutal. So to recap what you just said, you were first diagnosed with stage three in 2015. You then did all the treatments, chemotherapy, radiation, et cetera, lost your hair, got very sick, but made it through it. Then you basically had, how long did that take? Was that a year of treatment? How long was that process? Yeah, it took a year of treatment. It was like uh, six months of chemo, um, a full week of chemo every month. And it was like, you know, like every day was a different chemo. It was like adriamycin on Mondays. It was like a four-hour infusion. Man, wow. oh. And I just came out of that. Like, and so then the the whole week just kind of like did. And then after that, it's like another chemo, then another chemo, and then new last the shots on Friday. So by Saturday, I was just like fetal position, you know. Wow. Um, they gave me two months to recover before I did radiation Monday through Friday for 30 days. Um 
And then I had 4.5 years before the the re-diagnosis, you know. But again, like when but, they found the re-diagnosis, it was kind of like we didn't have any giant tumors, but we had such like this spread of disease that it was it was clear that it never had really gone away. You know, it's it's like the chemotherapy probably caused these cells to go hibernate for a little bit and like kind of like shrink down. But then over time and the all the added stress that was going on in my life, my friend's death and then COVID happening and, you know, all the things like we moved uh, because of COVID and all these different things like. Um, it just, it got to a place where I was, I, I developed myasthenia gravis, which is really common. 20% of thymoma, um, patients get, get MG where like the, it's an autoimmune where like my, the, this upper vein on, on, in your upper arms here, it, it, it's super weak, man. So like I was changing a doorknob in my house and my hand started shaking and I could not hold the, the screwdriver in my hand. Like it's. Wow. So I had to like get into a chair and and put like pillows next to my elbow so like my whole body couldn't move. I could be like fully at rest. Um, that's when we went to the hospital and they diagnosed me as stage four terminal. Jeez, so stage four terminal, this is 2020. Uh, I wanna, in a minute, I wanna get into everything you've done to get yourself cancer-free since then, because we're recording this oh. at the end of 2023, is basically December, 2023. So it's, you know, less than three years, or three years, roughly three years later. And so I wanna get into all those details, but before, and also um, I will share, uh, you know, the science behind metastasis and chemotherapy and radiation and the stem cell connection and why this is actually very common. This happens to a lot of cancer patients. What happened to you? I meet many cancer patients that this happens to, uh, and there's pretty well-known reasons why it happens um, and how chemotherapy and radiation actually can cause metastasis, and this is published in the peer-reviewed journals. But before that, for people who don't know what radiation is like, uh, I personally don't know personally. I've, I've heard from many firsthand accounts what that experience is like, but you don't know unless you've gone through it, right? But tell us, share with us, everybody listening, like what is it like to go through radiation? What is, what do you feel? How do you feel afterwards? How do you feel the next weeks following? What's your energy like, your focus like, your physical health? Yeah. Just talk about that so people understand what this does to the body. Radiation was the biggest mistake uh, I've ever made in, in my life, I think. Um, and I feel like I need to be very clear about that decision that ultimately I made. Um, I don't, I don't, I, you know, the doctors, they, they diagnosed me and within moments, you know, it's so funny, man. Like I'm in the emergency room for hours. Um, and then when they finally find a diagnosable disease, like they rushed me upstairs, I got a room so fast, you know what I mean? And, and, and all, and it was, it's, it's all happening so fast. And so that's, you know, I didn't research. Nobody told me like, like hey, this is what's going to happen to your body. Um, in the beginning, we were so impressed with our doctor's speed in getting me under the beam, you know. And you go into this place where they're measuring you to the millisecond, right? Like I still have these three tattoos. You get a tattoo here. It's like Stargate, right? Like everyone's got to turn their key. You know, like they have to line up these three lines with with lasers um, and and they they put you in this uh, bed. Um, 
uh, because of my area, like I had to put my arms up above my head and you just have to hold them there um, while you're in this hospital bed uh, in this high, super advanced tech space room. You know what I mean? It's run by 20 somethings, you, you know, uh, or early 30 somethings, you, you know, like these people that just got out of, uh, you, you know, you don't need medical school necessarily to run all these things. I'm sure it's 10 years of school or whatever, radiologists and whatnot, but it's, it's a very young room. And it's like, here I am a peer, um, uh, being put in this weird space age room and they point this beam at you and you don't feel anything in the moment, but over time, what happens is these, um, these symptoms start to arise. So for me, you know, I have this triangular area on my chest of which there, there's no hair. Um, and then there's a big scar down the center from the, 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 the surgery that we did to remove the tumor. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be in a place of gratitude. Right. Um, and I get this in my, my Instagram comments a lot. Like I, 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 I share my experience a lot on cancer fighter. Owen is my, is my Instagram handle. Um, and I, well, lucky you, you had the world's greatest medical treatment, you know, and it's like, Hey, some people, at least you could afford it, you, you know, but I have to be emphatic is if I had been told, um, about the side effects, um, I could have made a better decision. Um, if I had been, been told that the radiation would, um, fry to a, a crisp you ever seen like crispy solid bacon um that's what radiation did to my superior vena cava and that's the main vein that runs blood to the upper part of your your body the superior vena cava so i developed what's called svc syndrome and uh, that resulted in blood clots everywhere and i had no idea so you know i'm sitting here thinking that i'm done with radiation right i thought i was done with it um I had this big scar on my chest, like crispy fried. The skin eventually heals, right? Like you don't grow hair. It's a big old scar. But what happened inside to the organs and to the, to the um, blood veins and to the vessels, like crispy fried bacon. So I'm getting blood clots everywhere. I'm, I'm a YouTuber by trade. That's what my business has been is I, I coach YouTube channels and how to grow. And it's just weird. He does what now? You, you know what I mean? Like, but that's that's my business. That's all I've ever done. I went to school, studied media and videography. So I speak a lot around the country. I go to YouTuber conventions and I speak to them. And I'm going to these conventions and I'm so tired. I'm just drained. And I'm like, okay, how do I get out of this? So I'm back on cold medicine again. Now I'm taking Dayquil just for the extra boost, right? Just to like to get that that buzz going. And so now my veins, like I'm constantly fatigued and whatnot. And, and I'm not sure what's, I could never catch up on my sleep. Um, and then, so like all of this is building up. So I, I'm done with my travel and I come home and I'm like, I'm gonna sleep just for like three days. I'm gonna just like sleep it off. Um, this is now, I mean, we're getting to four years past cancer. Like this is like a slow fade, right? It's four years since radiate my last radiation appointment um and i woke up on the third day swollen like everywhere just fat face fat arms like my i could jiggle my arms and i could kind of see that like wow that's not right you know and super tired that's when we go to the hospital and they're like you've got like 19 blood clots um and I got my first angioplasty. Um, and that was where they had to clean out my blood and like they clean out all the blood clots. I came out of there feeling like a million bucks. 
I was clacking my heels like, oh my gosh, like that's all it took. I'll get an angioplasty whenever I need one was kind of my attitude. Um, I wasn't even aware, Nathan, that like I was on this slow decline into my own death, into stage four terminal, right? Like, so the-, the like that was, I would call that a rapid decline, right? Like over a couple of years feels slow, but you know, most people go through that over 20 or 30 years. And here wow. you are in this accelerated experience, right? That's just in a few years declining so rapidly. I mean, yeah, I mean, it must've been incredibly scary as, as well. Yeah, you know, raising a small family too, you know, all. All I ever wanted to be was a dad, you know, um, and um, I had these I have these three great kids, four great kids. Um, um, you know, I married uh, my, my my wife had a son and he became my 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 first son. And then we had three together. So I'm raising this young family like we've got this cool YouTube career, you know, like people. I'm kind of like an online influencer guy and um, uh, active in my church and and sort of a man about town. And then um uh, all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm struck with this, like, you're going to die. Uh, and I had to come to reality with that is like, I thought I was a good person. Like you get into this, like, it's super ethereal, spiritual place where you're like, God, like Jesus, how, how did I go to church? Lord, like I, I'm raising a family. I'm faithful to my wife. I run an honest business. Like why, why God, like I went through that. And, and as a man of faith, Hey, I just want to take a quick second and thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. As a special thank you for tuning into this episode, I want to give you my number one Amazon best-selling book absolutely free. You can go download it right now at becomingcancerfree.com. If you want to learn evidence-based strategies for helping your body become a cancer-fighting machine for not only cancer reversal but cancer prevention, go grab a copy of the book. Again, I'm just giving it to you for free. You can go download it at becomingcancerfree.com. All right, let's get back to the show. My faith has only grown more solid having gone through this experience because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. I had to come to a place of that though, Nathan. Like I had to come to a place of like, the doctors told me I'm going to die, but God is telling me that I can live. Who do I trust? You know, that that dynamic there was something that I as a as a person of faith, like had never experienced that type of who are you going to hold on to? Are you going to hold on to their system or are you going to trust? Right. And I decided to make that leap. And, and I did so because I had found that there were other survivors, that there were these stories of people that we're getting through cancer. And I thought, you know what? If they can beat cancer, I can beat cancer too. And so um, I had to really beat back that fear um, before I was able to take steps to, 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 to heal myself. But I'll say this too, like when cancer is not always made more comforting when people know, right? People find out you have cancer and I would get cards from people. Talk about being afraid. I was afraid enough as it was, right? And then I get cards from people that are like uh, just early funeral cards, essentially early obituaries. And, and they're just like, let me tell you a story here. Here's a blog article from somebody who got cancer and um, 
remained a faithful Christian the whole time they had, and they died of cancer. It's like, and how they honor God in their death. And it's like, man, like I want to honor God in my victory. Yeah. You know? And so it's hard to get that. Like we have these well-intentioned dragons in our life, these people who love us and they want to comfort us. And so they say things like, you know, like these platitudes, but they, 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 there really isn't a lot of you'll make it through this because we all know in our lives, people that have died from cancer, it's most of them. And it's like somebody, you know, and love gets cancer and you're almost like, dang, you know what I mean? You don't know what to say to them. So uh, there was a lot of fear um, going through the process. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, and this is what I found out in the past decade plus in cancer research and education, interviewing hundreds of doctors and and cancer conquerors, people who've overcome cancer using you know natural, holistic, integrative methods is that uh, most people don't understand cancer. Most yes. people living today don't know what cancer is, what causes it, not even the conventional oncologists are trained in what causes cancer. And yeah. I look back at my own life and, you know, when I was a kid, the first experience I had with cancer was my best friend's aunt who was, you know, not very healthy. I mean, she smoked and drank and ate bad and she, you know, didn't have much money. So, I mean, I don't think she was very, I don't think she ate good food at all. Right. But she was, but she was, you know, I liked her as a person. I, I was really young. I was probably eight or nine, but I remember, you know, enjoying being around her when the few times I did see her and, you know, she had energy. She had a, she had a personality and then she has cancer. The next time we see her, she's sick. She's weak. She's frail. She lost all her hair and then she died. Yeah. And wow. that's what I, I was like, okay, that's cancer, right? I'm this eight, nine year old kid. See that experience, that's cancer. Fast forward, you know, 2005, 2006, 2007, I commit myself to personal development, health, personal health, health research, education, you know, and I'm down that path for eight years and teaching and teaching at retreats and getting invited to speak at events and doing a lot of research in natural health and spirituality and meditation and cleansing and detoxing and fasting. And then my grandpa's diagnosed with cancer. And I realized even up to that point, I thought I knew a lot these past eight years, right? Like, oh, I know all this stuff about health and nutrition, and, but I still knew nothing about cancer. It was like that flashback of my best friend's aunt, you know, dying. And then here I see my grandpa, same thing, hair falling out, sickly, weak, can barely go to the bathroom. And I'm sitting with him just going, I know there's got to be something better you can be doing. He had all the money to do the best treatments, chemotherapy, radiation, et cetera. He had leukemia. And yet I didn't, same thing. I was afraid. I didn't know what to tell him. I didn't know anything about cancer. And then he passed away. And I realized that was 2013. I realized how little we know about cancer and what causes it as a society and how much fear is around it. And, and that just committed me to learn everything I possibly could about cancer and, you know, started interviewing the top integrative and functional medical doctors on the planet, you know, uh, interviewing and meeting and going and filming and sitting for hours and hours, thousands of hours with these doctors and these cancer experts learning how they're helping thousands of patients all around the world, you know, and the methods they're doing and what causes the cancer and they're reading, you know, you know, literally thousands of papers in the peer reviewed journals and start compiling like, oh, it starts to make sense. There are very specific causes of cancer yes. and there are very specific things we can do to help our bodies 
avoid cancer, prevent cancer, and even help fight cancer, even though you and I both know there's no guarantee with conventional medicine, there's no guarantee with, you know, a natural approach. Um, and I don't want to dissuade anyone from, you know, their choice of conventional medicine. If they want chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, do it. Like that's, that's your choice, but be informed, right, of the odds of beating cancer with those particular methodologies. Be informed of the side effects and the symptoms that come with it. And then be informed of what your other options are, because there are other options, as you discovered in your own journey, that has actually led you to become cancer free. So, yes. yeah, if you don't mind talking about that, like what was, you got home, you start, you know, you're like, hey, I've got to beat this thing. Yeah. You know? And then what'd you yeah. do? And had no idea that it could be beaten. And what you said is just so valuable. If I could just like comment on that, you, you know, um, because we need more of you, right? It's it's not, we, we don't worry about cancer until we have it or somebody we know has it. And I think that that's, that's a, a big problem. Like we need to live in the reality that you or someone you know and love closely will get cancer unless we start educating ourselves. Um, it's not a, uh, it's not an alien. Um, it, it's it's not this foreign thing that came into your body. Um, and it's not an uncontrollable gene that you inherited. And it's like, I didn't know those things um, before I began my my cancer journey. and and my journey was a slow one. So you know what what happened to me is um that I had the and I think this is a blessing in disguise because I got diagnosed in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I got diagnosed with thymoma, which is what 3% of all cancer patients um, diagnosed um, annually is 3% is thymoma, right? So it's very, very small, even within the cancer community. And it's a killer. Like, it's the thing that ends your life. So there's not a lot of hope um, in thymoma. I've had people tell me, come on, man, like, thymoma is like a 15-year life expectancy, and you're whining. And it's like, they, they, the non-believers, they look at 15 years, and they go, that's not a killer. Um, and it, it just kind of reminds us as a culture of of the narrative that we believe surrounding cancer, that if we can get you to live five more years or if we can give you to live 10 more years, that's a victory. It's not a victory. It's a loss. Cancer is reversible. And I, I believe that cancer is beatable and treatable at any age and at any stage. And we talk about it's not guaranteed. It's not, but it's certainly a high percentage. I think I myself am the guarantee, right? Like, when I learned what I needed to learn about cancer, I knew that I would hold myself to the standard needed to accomplish those things. And I was able to get cancer free in, in two years. So here's how my journey went. Like same thing as before they diagnosed me and they go, nothing's going to cure you. You're going to die of this, but we think you should do chemo anyway. Um, and we're okay. You know, so we started doing anybody who hears that from a doctor, by the way, if it were me, what I would say is, you know, what what percentage is it that that this treatment you're recommending is going to 100 percent cure my yes. cancer? What's the percentage? Or, or you know, and, and a lot of times you'll be really surprised uh, because they themselves either don't know because they haven't done the research on it or that number may be very, very low. and. And even if your expectancy is five years, 10 years, 15 years, if that's your prognosis with whatever cancer, hey, I just want to pause a second and ask you, are you enjoying this episode so far? Are you getting good value from this content? If so, then I know you're going to absolutely love Healing Life. At healinglife.net, you get exclusive and premier access to 
hundreds of the top world's doctors, experts, cancer conquerors and survivors, exclusive interviews that I have done with all these experts and doctors uh, that are not available for free online. They're only available at healinglife.net. So not only do you get access to all of those, but you actually get to speak with these doctors and experts and ask them any question you want about health and healing. And this is available exclusively to Healing Life members. You can try it out for free. Go to healinglife.net and you can start your free trial there. And uh, whether you're interested in learning more about detox or cancer, diet and nutrition and nutritional science, about diabetes, about heart disease, autoimmune disease, anti-aging, longevity, all of these topics are covered in depth and more are continuing to be added at Healing Life. And again, you get to talk to these doctors yourself. So I invite you to set up a free trial at healinglife.net, and I hope to see you over there. Now, let's get back to the show. Guess what that means? That means you have a little bit of time, actually quite yes. a bit of time, oh, yeah. to, so to, to figure things out and get other opinions and other solutions, right? That's so big, man. They, they told me two years. You have two years um, uh, to, to live. And that the chemo would improve my quality of life. Um, and, you know, there's a point at which you have to make this decision of like, is my quality of life actually improved? So, you know, I had decided to go ahead and do chemo. But while I was doing chemo, um, I was learning about cancer survivors. And that was my big thing is, is other people have survived cancer. Who are they? And what did they do? Right. So I immediately run into uh, Jane McClellan and how to starve cancer. And she has she has this off label protocol, but she's a cancer survivor, breast cancer survivor. And she has this off label drug protocol called the uh, care oncology clinic um, protocol. So I begin to do that protocol. Right. So now I'm like taking these um, fenbendazole or menbendazole is what I'm taking. I'm taking um um, metformin uh, to reduce blood sugar. And I'm not even exactly sure what I'm doing, but like I'm, I'm reading the book and I'm, I'm taking these steps, right. And building belief, right. Cancer survivors believe that they'll survive. And I learned that in radical remission, radical remission is an audio book. You can get a physical book too, but I, I recommend it on audio. It's 10 chapters. They interview Kelly 50. Turner. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. 1500 um, spontaneous remission uh, survivors all throughout the world. And what did they do? It all boiled down. They all did the same nine things. Some of them did 11 things. Some of them did 75 things. But they this nine, all of them had in common. Um, so I'm listening to that while I'm in chemotherapy. Through that, I learned about plant-based nutrition. And I learned about fasting and fasting fasting, fasting. I'm fasting right now. I'm still a big faster. In fact, in the fasting circles that I'm in, it's like intermittent fasting is not even fasting anymore, man. That's just like a regular day. Um, but you know, I'm like an 18, six guy and I've done a seven day fast. And I did a five day fast. Um, so I'm learning about these things and three weeks out of the month, Nathan, man, I'm feeling great, bro. Like, I'm just like, wow, I'm going to be cancer. My myasthenia gravis symptoms went away almost immediately as I begin a plant-based diet. And I'm doing, at the beginning, I'm doing plant-based keto. So it's like plant-based, no carbs, um, caloric restriction, a uh, lot of fasting throughout the day. And I'm, I'm having a miserable time. I want everyone to hear this. Throughout all of this, I'm miserable. 
I'm not like, ooh, it's a plant-based diet and I'm fasting now. Like, yay, that's what I wanted for my life. No, 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 no. I'm getting chemotherapy once a week for a month, uh, per month. Once a, I got so you did, so on the second diagnosis, you did choose to do chemo again. I did. I did three cycles. Three cycles, okay. And, that, and during that time, I'm reading, and it's a 15-minute drip. I'm not doing hours and hours of chemo. I'm doing a 15-minute drip of some new drug that cost me an arm and a leg, right? Um, and I'm reading these books, and this is where I had my big aha moment, right? I had my big aha moment as I feel great three weeks out of the month. And then I do chemotherapy and it's like getting hit with a train, 15 minutes of chemotherapy. And it's like getting hit with a train. And I had this big aha moment that I feel great when I'm not doing chemotherapy. The only time I feel bad is when I'm doing chemotherapy. And that's when I made my decision to stop. Hmm. I never went back to chemotherapy again after that. I switched well, I, I added an integrative doctor um, to my regime, and I began to do plant-based diet and, and a variety of modalities we could talk about, hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy, uh, intravenous vitamin C. I'm doing poly-MVA. I'm doing various different treatments to find that thing within 90 days of stopping chemotherapy and doing plant-based diet. I had shrunk my tumors by 30% total across, across the board. Wow. And for the rest of that year, my cancer continued to shrink until I did a seven-day fast in November. And after I did the seven-day fast, there was no more metabolic activity in my, in my tumors. It was another year before I got cancer-free, like a full-on cancer-free test. Were um, you, was that a water fast, seven days? Yes, I've, and I do water fasting all the time. Yeah, I oh, went to a clinic. Oh, go ahead, finish. Yeah, I went to a clinic um, to do a, a seven-day water fast because I, I wasn't sure. Like, yeah. I had done three-day fasts before, right? And it's like, I could do a three-day fast, and I was fasting once a week. Like, I still fast every Sunday night to Monday night, right? That's the 24-hour water fast. But it's like, I keep hearing that, like, cancer survivors, they do these long fasts, and they come out, no evidence of disease, so I'm like, what if I could do a water fast? And that became my mantra is like, let me try this modality. Let me try that modality. Let's see how that makes me feel. Let's see, can I even afford all these modalities, right? And so it's like, I'm, I'm doing IV vitamin C for a while. And then I'm, I'm kind of like, now I'm going to invest in a fasting camp. I couldn't believe how affordable it was to go to a fasting clinic. And I'm in Amish country in Ohio. And it cost me the same as it would cost to go to a hotel, right? Like very, very affordable to have a doctor watching over me. Um, regular chiropractic checkups, which are, it's like, a, it's like a small adjustment and a massage. It was wonderful. Um, and it's not glamorous. It's like a little farmhouse in Ohio, Amish country. And you're watching Amish people kind of like with, in their carry, in their buggies, you know, kind of going so peaceful. Um, I did seven days there plus a three-day refeeding. Um, came home and did an x-ray. I did an x-ray before and an x-ray after um, to prove, to see, like, would this work? And um, a clear and noticeable difference in uh, tumor reduction and in metabolic activity. They weren't even lighting up anymore. I had the doctor at the hospital tell me, I can't even tell if this is cancer anymore. That's incredible. 
um, on the water fasting, there's a ton of research on fasting itself. Also, you know, fasting before and after chemotherapy, for example, actually makes it significantly more effective. But uh, even outside of chemotherapy, there's, I believe there's some research out of Boston that has shown, you know, seven day water fasting can reduce your cancer risk by up to like around 70%. Oh, yeah, massively. And if like every person, so even I've got four kids, uh, my wife, like we, we have, um, we're coaching them to fast, right? So it's, it's not, you know, they're kids, but the idea is, is that fasting becomes like a regular thing we do for health, not this weird thing dad does uh, to get better, right? It's a thing we all do and, and we'll even reward them. It's like, we'll go out to dinner tonight. If you guys can, um, can fast till like till lunch, right? Like you wake up, you skip your breakfast, water, um, is fine. Right. But, um, you wait until lunch and then we'll go out and have a nice dinner. Um, and this is just, first of all, it's easy for them to do. They don't even think about it, but it creates a culture, um, in them that they'll always remember like, yeah, eating wasn't like our 24 seven awards ceremony. Like it, it wasn't like we, we, we try not to celebrate around foods. We, we try to actually eliminate food as a, as a lifestyle and, and, and teaching that I think is very valuable. Yeah. That's awesome that you have your family involved in it with you. I mean, that's, that's, that's key, you know, having a support system around you with your health and diet and lifestyle changes, whether it's immediate family or a group that you become a part of healing strong is a great, you know, free network. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I want to take a quick second and let you know about something really special. I recently updated I think uh, you might benefit greatly from something I think you might enjoy and want to take a look at. And it is my book called The Panacea Cleanse. It's a powerful 12-day plant-based detoxification and healing guide. It's already hit number one in four categories on Amazon. There's thousands of people that have done this cleanse, and I've read so many testimonials from it. Let me read you one really quick. Aaron said... I did the Panacea Cleanse and followed your instructions closely. I had amazing results. I stayed healthy while everyone around me, my kids and family, were getting very ill from a virus. I also lost some weight, and my menstrual cycles are much less painful. I also don't have bad headaches anymore. Thanks for the information you put out. She's just one of thousands who have gained tremendous benefit from this cleanse. If you want to improve the quality of your life and your health, clean out your organs, clean out your digestive tract, help lose weight and burn fat, and basically give you more energy, help you feel alive, go check out The Panacea Cleanse, P-A-N-A-C-E-A, -A -A, The Panacea Cleanse on Amazon. It's like 12 bucks or something like that. And you can follow it day by day. It's got a recipe list. It's got a shopping list. It's got everything you need in there to follow this powerful cleanse. It took me about two years to create it. My wife and I have done it multiple times. It's been amazing in our own lives, and I'm happy to share it with you. So uh, go check it out if you're interested, the Panacea Cleanse. It's on Amazon. Thanks, and let's get back to the show of yeah. uh, local groups people can find. You know, Having that community support of like-minded people who are implementing these diet changes and lifestyle changes needed to help empower the body to heal itself, which is what you did. That's what all of that does, right? It's like our bodies want to heal. Our bodies want to regenerate. They want to thrive. That's why we can throw so much shit at our bodies 
poison and toxins and chemicals and gases and cigarettes and alcohol and stress for decades before yeah. they finally break down and before we have a cancer diagnosis. Most cancers aren't even diagnosable before 10 years of growth. And that's yeah. another thing people don't realize, right? Can't, we, we think of cancer subconsciously as something you get. My grandpa got cancer. He got cancer. She got, gets cancer. But it's not something you get. It's something you make. You know, a good friend of mine, oh. Dr. Thomas Lodi, who was oh. in my documentaries, and I've known him for years and years, he, he said it, you know, uh, he says it perfectly. He says, look, we don't need to learn how to not get cancer. We need to learn how to stop making cancer because oh. through our diet and lifestyle and choices and environment, we are making cancer in our bodies at a cellular level, creating that chronic cellular fermentation. But we can also stop that process or mitigate it or reduce it by, as you have just talked about, all of these things that, that induce autophagy, which is what fasting does, right? It, cleaning up that cellular dead waste, cleaning up the damaged DNA, cleaning up the cancer cells, uh, you, know, create, you know, creating healthy stressors in the body through hormesis, right? Sauna, ice yes. baths, cold Sauna. therapies, uh, antioxidant-rich foods, all these things that are going to clean up you know, and help improve the mitochondrial function. Because if we follow, if we follow the, the, the mainstream, still the current mainstream idea about what cancer is, which they believe it's a genetic disease, right. which makes no sense because even cancer.gov says, you know, less than 95% of cancer is hereditary. So only about 5% of cancer is hereditary, meaning that it's something you inherit through your genetic, your gene pool from your parents or grandparents or great-grandparents, yet we still treat it like it's this genetic disease, which it's not. We know it's not. We know through epigenetics that we can turn on and off these cell, these these genes. We know that through diet and lifestyle behaviors and by changing the environment in which the cells live in in our blood, we can literally downregulate or upregulate uh, tumor genes or anti-tumor genes. You know, yes. and yes. so you know if we follow what the Nobel Prize winner um, in the early 1900s. Uh, had discovered about cancer, number one, realizing that it changes its fuel source primarily, not, not solely, but primarily to glucose, right, yes. which is highly inefficient, but it changes from, you know, healthy cellular respiration to basically, um, you know, from aerobic glycolysis. Uh, yeah. yeah, and basically turns to fermentation and then needs tons and tons of glucose for its fuel source. But what was also interesting about the discovery was that um, it helped us realize that cancer is actually a metabolic disease. It is a disease of our metabolism, and it's a disease of dysfunction to the mitochondria of the cell, which then Thomas Seafried has done a lot of research on this, among other scientists and researchers, to discover, hey, this is actually damage to the mitochondria of the cell which causes the cell to break down and chronically ferment to stay alive, to basically try and save your life, but in the process slowly kills you. And so yes. then you get to that underlying question and you say, what actually is destroying our mitochondria? And when you get there, you basically get to the root cause of cancer. Yes. Oh man. Like I just love hearing you say these truths. I feel like I want to be like in church. I want to be like, amen. I'll be like, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, brother. <laughs> you're, you're saying things that made a major impact on my life. So so I, I began sort of this um, journey. The first book I ever read was How to Starve Cancer. And then that book led me to Radical Remission. 
Um, and then that book led me to Keto for Cancer. And then that book led me to um, uh, Dr. Nasha's book, uh, The Terrain Theory of Cancer. Uh, cancer is a metabolic disease. That led me to Dr. Thomas Seyfried. Um, uh, his book on cancer as a metabolic disease, but it's it's like a medical book. And I'm like, I'm not going to finish that. So there was like this summary book that I bought. Best, best, best purchase I had made. So you open that book and it's like summary of cancer as a metabolic disease. That's the book. And it's a summary of his page, but it's really when you open it, he gives you a link to a podcast. And so I, I listened to that podcast. And in that book, he explains... Uh, these different studies they've done in in uh, Egypt and and across in other nations because pharmaceutical laws and whatnot like you can't do those kinds of tests here in the United States like every person diagnosed with cancer must get chemotherapy according to um, like uh, laws so you can't do oh we're going to do this test on fasting on a cancer guy it's it's in America it's considered cruel and inhumane but when you and I think it's really interesting that it's like depriving someone of chemotherapy is actually considered cruel. I would argue that forcing chemotherapy is is more cruel and does more damage, especially when we look at the failure rate of chemotherapy across the globe and across individual cancer spectrums generally, like brain cancer. No way. Fasting is far more effective against uh, brain cancers than is um, uh, chemotherapy. Well, on Stomach that point, Hippocratic Oath is do no harm. And chemotherapy does harm, right? It, it may help some people. It may help testicular cancer at high rates, like 50%. But in other cases, it's literally killing people as well. And lymphoma. Like I've seen, I've seen lymphoma, like incredible results. Like it's, you, you know, it's, it's a challenge for someone like me where I am a holistic guy. I don't even want antibiotics unless I need them. You know, I'm really like, I've learned how to balance pharmaceuticals in my life, right? I no longer take cold and flu medicine, right? Even if I am, look, I never get sick anymore, Nathan. Like I haven't been sick since I first got sick. You, you know, ever since I began my journey into natural wellness and, and first emptied my pantries of anything boxed, uh, um, uh, you, you know, processed. Uh, I used to bake with the kids and granulated sugar and, and all these white flowers in the house for sugar cookies and whatnot. We got rid of all of that. And you know what we found? We found new items to cook. Like now I cook veggie bakes with my kids and we show them how to grow sweet potatoes. Like we started a garden. Um, but ever since I made that decision to go holistic, my entire life has been better. And we've been on this journey of healing not just internally on the insides and getting a cancer-free result. Remember, it took me two years to get a cancer-free result. But I've also had to go deep inside and, and look at why my body made cancer and, and why is it ultimately that my brain was sending these signals to, to keep growing, right, or, or to keep deforming, right? Mitochondrial health was a part of that, but there was also like a, a, a trauma connection to that. And I had to kind of like deal with some of the stressors in my life that I had been holding on to since I was a child. And that's, that's something that really surprised me. Like there's the ACE questionnaire, right? The adverse childhood experience questionnaire. I heard Dr. Nasha Winters talking about this on a podcast. I immediately looked it up and found out that I'm a six of 10, which means that I'm 60% more likely based on my childhood to have cancer. And all of a sudden that led me to what ultimately led to my remission, which is dealing from the cancer from the inside out. But before I go into that, I want to talk about like those, those physical things that we did is Dr. Seyfried's book, said this. He said, people who use ketosis and metabolic therapies 
to reverse cancer get healthier as they get better. And that was 100% my experience, right? I was committed to keto and I, I still am committed to keto. Like I believe in balance between ketosis and a plant-based juicing diet. Today, I'm a big juicer. Like I'm a big broth guy. I drink, you know, bone broth and I, I drink a lot of juice. Um, even still, now that I'm cancer free, because I feel better. But during cancer, I was doing like a lot of ketosis and fasting. And then I would replenish with juices and 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 some fruits and some vegetables. And I do this thing called flexing. And that is ultimately what pounded my 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 cancer into uh, into submission. But I began to do these treatments where I was feeling better, feeling healthier than people who don't have cancer, even though it's kind of like you probably do. You just don't know it yet. But I'm like, I'm healthier than most of these people, I, you know, and I'm fighting cancer. I'm going into my doctor's office and my blood tests are better. Everything's better. And she's seeing the tumor size shrink. She knows I'm not doing chemotherapy. Oh, and it makes her so mad. And she goes, she never once acknowledged that my tumors had shrunk. Never once said, congratulations. Never once said, your tumors have shrunk. She only would say, I saw the x-rays or I saw the results. She, she never would say, great job. Um, she, in fact, there was one day where I went in as proud as 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 a, proud as you could be, you know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, I'm healthy. I got color in my face. I'm a little orange from the carrot juice, um, but I knew that my test results were good, and I knew that my tumors had shrunk again, and I knew that I wasn't doing chemotherapy. So I thought I was going to go in there, and she's going to be like, "Congrats, Owen," and she sat me down, and she she looked at me, and she took her glasses off, and she said, "I I want you to remember." that you are going to die from this. And it was in that moment that I, I, I knew for, for a fact now that this doctor was no longer gonna be a part of my medical team. And that was the last day that I went to that oncologist. Um, if she doesn't believe that I can heal, what is she doing on my team? And so I had to go through some, you know, bells and whistles, like to get her to stop calling me. It's like, set your next appointment, set your next appointment. And I just, we just said, hey, um, we're going to uh, live out the rest of our days. We adopted her language um, to get them to stop emailing us, right? Like, hey, come back, come back, come back. Like, you need another appointment, you need another appointment, right? And it's like, we've decided to just live out the rest of our days um, in peace is kind of what we said. And they left us alone after that. And so we've been doctor free. I have an integrative medical team that I work with. I have counselors, like advisors that I hire from time to time. But largely, I'm still eating a 90% a plant-based diet. I'm exercising. I'm doing sauna. I, I hate cold plunging, dude. But but I will do it. And I have done it. Um, and, and I have doctors that will tell me, oh, and you need to cold plunge again. So, um, you know, we are in living a metabolically healthy life. And I do not fear that cancer will come back because I have eliminated cancer from the source. That's epic. And I mean, congrats to you for, for listening to your own inner voice, your intuition, your, you know, guidance from a higher power, right? Like for actually taking the steps necessary to heal. That's one of the hardest part. When I talk to cancer clients and patients who've been, you know, through everything that you've been through, they've been dealing with this for, for many, many years and so many challenges, just like you said early on, and there's a lot of research that supports this, 
is, you know, the can the people who overcome cancer, uh, more, more often than not have that belief that I'm going to beat this. I'm going to yeah. do what it takes to beat this. I believe in myself that I will find a way to do it. And that's so critical, but it's also hard when you're, you know, this fear is put into you and you're told you're going to die. There's nothing you can do other than just do this therapy that we tell you it might work. It might not, you know, and there's just so much fear and uncertainty and, and all of that. And, you know, I'm reminded of, um, uh, Bernie Siegel, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who, you know, we just gave a lifetime achievement award to him through our nonprofit, the Beljansky wow. foundation for his, wow. you know, incredible work decades of working with, you know, helping inspire millions of people dealing with cancer. And, I love his stories, man. He's such a funny storyteller. And he tells me this one story where he, you know, has this patient that basically, you know, they say the doctors tell him that, yeah, there's nothing we can do for you. And, um, you know, just go home to die. And, you know, he goes, he goes home and he actually goes home and lives his life. And, you know, it was, it was like stage four. It was like, you know, he had, I don't know what the prognosis was, maybe like 30 days or something like that. And he shows up in Bernie's office years later and, and his, um, Bernie's, uh, assistant tells him, Hey, you know, so-and-so is here to see you. Bernie's like, no, no way. That guy's dead. There's no way he's here. You know, this is like six, seven, eight years yeah, later. Yeah. And he comes in and he goes, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. You know, he's joking with him and he goes, you know, what'd you do? He goes, well, I went home and, uh, and I decided to just started living. I started gardening and started doing yes. things that I wanted to do. Started enjoying life, spending out time, you know, more, more time outside, just started living the life that he had not really lived up to that point and forgot to die. He said, you know, I just went home and I forgot to die, you know, so and here cool. he is. And that was, it, I think a big part of that was there was that shift in him that said it was the acceptance, but it was the not giving up. It was having hope and it was just deciding like you said, you know, dealing with the emotional traumas, people who do that consciously have greater success overall yeah. in dealing yes. with any chronic disease than people who do not focus on healing emotional traumas. Now that may happen kind of subconsciously by engaging in nature and growing a garden and having more time meditating and stopping doing the things that stress you out, the job that you hate, the relationship that's traumatizing, the the work that brings you no meaning in life, right? And you just oh. stop doing those things that are Absolutely. causing the stress and causing the downregulation of the immune system. And you start doing the things that bring you joy and happiness, maybe a deeper spiritual connection, deeper connection to the earth, to the natural world, to the natural foods. And all of a sudden, you know, you start to have these awakening experiences where yeah. you, you, you may go into forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness yes. of others that have done you harm. Wow. You know, you can do this consciously, which is a, even more effective, but sometimes it happens just subconsciously because you set that environment for yourself for that healing to happen. Either way, we know through the ACEs study that you talked about, which was actually done by Kaiser Permanente in the 90s, right? Wow. I've done a lot of work on this and have taught on this for years, is that the people who do go on to, you know, end up um, healing these emotional traumas and healing these childhood adverse events, right? I was, I, I was homeless at 15, addicted to drugs and alcohol, kicked out of my home, in and out of jail, watched yeah. people die in front of me, right? Like every ACE you can basically have. Alcoholism in the family, drug addiction in the family, abuse, yeah. you know, you yes. name it, right? All these things, yeah. 20 year reduction in life expectancy if you have three wow. or more ACEs. But 
what they don't really study and what they don't go into, which is what a lot of the, you know, some of the newer research has come out with, which is really exciting, which is what happens when you heal these emotional traumas? What happens when you live a happy life, when you find work that gives you meaning, when you are, you know, provide service to others through, you know, whether it's through your church or it's through, you know, um, donations or helping out others, when you find meaning and purpose in your life, when you change your health and you heal, how much can you extend your lifespan? How, how much can you improve your quality of life? You know, we don't know the exact numbers of that, but we do have some studies from Harvard that go all the way back to like, uh, I think 1800s through 1900s until modern day that the people, even the poorest people with basically no access to healthy food and yes. living on the streets, but they live a happy life. They live significantly longer than the people who live a stressed out life, right? Yes. We have lots of studies like that. So we know how important that is. And I, it's awesome to hear you talk about it because yes, sauna is important. Cold plunge is important. You know, plant-based diets important, uh, fasting, all that stuff. But if you don't heal the underlying emotional traumas and stress and fear and depression in your life, you know, I really think that that's eighty percent of it, and the twenty uh, percent yeah. is everything else. You know, that's my I, opinion. But I, I I agree in a lot of ways because, like you said, it's it's hard to measure because they're not going to measure it, right? Like the pharmaceutical companies are not going to go measure the effectiveness of indole three carbonyl. Uh, on your cancer cells because you can grow broccoli uh, in your backyard. You can make broccoli sprouts every day um, that have a powerful punch of indole three carbonyl without them making any money. So we're like, cause I hear this a lot. It's like, well, where are the studies on that? And it's just like, well, where are the studies on eating Cheez-Its every day, pal? Like you didn't need a study to tell you to eat Cheez-Its every day. Right. But all of a sudden I need a study to say that drinking carrot juice is, is going to reverse my cancer. Like, there's there's a lack of studies because they're not interested in you knowing this truth. They want you on pharmaceuticals. They want you you in the chemotherapy ward, um, taking their medicines, uh, paying them money. Uh, and and here's my proof is that I walked through that hospital on my last day there. I walked through the chemotherapy and I took pictures of all the uh, little refrigerators that had Mountain Dew and coca-cola and there's a little donut stand in, in in the chemotherapy ward and they actually feel like this is being they 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 want awards for their kindness it's like look at how kind we are we offer donuts to our chemotherapy patients it's like you're actually giving them the thing which causes their cancer to grow and then giving them the medicine um to to kill it and it's 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 such a scam but getting through that scam is hard right i had to set little goals for myself uh, because I am sort of an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur. And like, I know that it's like, okay, I, I set goals in my life and I, I can achieve them. And so my first goal was um, to have a positive attitude. Like it wasn't to beat cancer. It was like, I'm just going to have a positive attitude about this. Right. Uh, and that was the hardest part of it. Um, and then the second part of it was I'm, I'm going to, to make it 10 years. And so now I'm attributing like a success parameter to it. After about three months, four months, my goals became grandiose. And it's like, I'm going to totally reverse this cancer. So it took me about, you know, five, I'll say five to six months to really, I'm going to beat this cancer. And there will be a day that I get cancer free, right? So now I'm doing affirmations. And, I, and I've never done this before, where I'm actually telling my brain what to believe about myself. And I, I would sit in my sauna. I have a sauna that I bought from Amazon. 
and I, I write on the sauna glass door in dry erase marker. And I'm, I'm writing out my, my belief system. And sometimes there are sentences I make up other times they're Bible verses. And I'm just like, whatever. And I've gone through these various stages of what is my affirmation right now, you know? And in the beginning, it was, um, my body will heal. My body heals from cancer. Um, I am worth fighting for. Um, life is worth fighting for. My kids are worth fighting for. Um, I had the affirmation of plants and vegetable foods are delicious because they bring health to my body. That is how I got all these, you know, gross foods into me. Um, at first it's like spinach again, you know, kale again. And it's like, you're kind of eating it. Like, like it's, it's falling out of your mouth as you're eating it, you know, cause you don't really want to eat it. And so I started to reprogram my mind into, into, no, this is delicious food and it's, it's strengthening my body. And it's, it's like through this process of daily affirmations that changed over time. After a while, I got to this place in my cancer journey where, um, I was stable, 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 dude. And it's like, I am so tired of being stable. I want cancer free, right? I want NED, right? It was like these various levels of test results I wanted. And, and that's when my affirmations changed a little bit because I knew I had to go beyond just kale or just broccoli and I had to go somewhere else. And that's when I began to heal the emotional trauma. And here's, here's what I learned. Number one is my childhood was similar to your childhood. Um, and my, my teens and twenties weren't much better, right? I'm kind of dressed right now. I'm kind of dressed like a, like a, like a, like a robber from the twenties right now. Um, but uh, like I, I kind of had a, a crime life for the, my, you know, until I was about 24 and, and 24 was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to jail anymore. Right. Um, but here's the other thing is I'm a YouTuber and I was living this real competitive YouTube life, right? Like if I don't get a hundred thousand views on my next video, you know, I'm worthless. Um, I'm not as big as him. I, I watched so much jealousy and bitterness um, crawling, like I had to get conscious of that. It's like, wow, I'm like really holding on to some like angry, bitter things. And I had to work through those. I actually got a therapist. Um, and I found a great therapist who only works with cancer patients. And so her whole thing is untangling the, the, um, the trauma. Um, and she wrote a book called braving the storm, like really helped me get started. And once I began to heal that emotional trauma, okay. I, I had vegetables, 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 and I plateaued, but then I got into emotional trauma and I'm now sitting with a therapist and like unpacking some, some stuff, uh, crying, you know, like it's not me. I'm not really a crier. Um, but I'm sitting here just like, you know, you know, going through this whole experience. It felt like years of weight had been released from my heart. Um, and it was, three months after I, I had this weight lifted off my chest experience, um, that I got my first cancer-free test result. And, um, it was a surprise to me. I had decided not to do any more tests. I'm done with tests. No, no tests can decide my future. I'm about two years out of diagnosis at this point. So it's been two years. I'm healthier than I've ever been. I feel m emotionally healthy. My wife's like, you should still get a test every year. You should still get a test every year. And I'm like, no, 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 tests like, scare you. They use that to, so she talks to my doctor 
she goes slip in a test, you know, like have him take a blood test and slip in a test. So he took the gallery test, which is the, the stem cells test. Um, and, uh, I got a call on a Thursday morning, nine o'clock. He says, Hey, make sure you're at your appointment today. Um, so I log into my virtual appointment with him and, um, on the screen when I logged in was big and bold, no cancer signal detected. And, um, I owe a lot of that to the emotional healing that uh, I went through. And I'm so grateful that people like you, uh, that people like Dr. Nasha, that people like Megan and Dr. Harmon, like Dr. Lodi, uh, Thomas Safry, these guys are giants and they're putting everything at risk to share what's true about cancer and what's true about the human body. And the human body beats cancer. It beats cancer every single day. You just have to give it the fuel to beat cancer. And for some of us, it's going to be in a plant-based diet. For some of us, it's going to be in ketosis. Uh, for some of us, it's going to be a balance of the two. Maybe it's going to be intravenous vitamin C or hyperbaric chamber therapies, maybe a small combination of all of it. My doctor told me massive action gets massive results. So here's what I want everyone to know is if you or someone you know is diagnosed with cancer, they there is hope. This is the beginning of a new life for them, not the end of their old life. Diagnosed with cancer, awesome. You know what that means? It means it's time for us to engage in some healing now. It's time for us to get into this best life now, right? And two, the road to healing is not easier than chemotherapy, right? I think chemo is easy. You get to just show up and they do everything. It's going to be hard to heal naturally. It's going to be hard to go through chemo. Pick your heart. I know at the end of the day for me, Going the hard route of plant-based medicine has put me into a place where not only am I healthier and stronger than I've ever been, I don't take any pharmaceutical drugs. Um, I take a whole lot of supplements. I work out. I'm healthy. I'm more energetic than my kids. Uh, I'm living a great life that I'm so excited about. And you know, Nathan, maybe one day I'll be the biggest YouTuber on the planet. Maybe I won't be, but you know what? I wake up every day happy to, to get to do the work I get to do in a country that I love. Um, and, uh, I don't worry about cancer coming back ever. And if it did, I know how to beat it. So cancer is beatable and treatable. And, and, you know, at first it seems daunting, but you just, you just keep learning. And as you keep learning, um, the results are exponential. That's so huge. You know, you, you made me think of a few things, um, that, uh, that you shared that I think are big takeaways for people. Number one is education right? You didn't know anything about cancer when you were diagnosed. I didn't know anything about cancer, you know, in 2013, when my grandpa passed away from, from the treatments he was receiving. And I dove headfirst into learning everything I possibly could about cancer, right? And you, through your own cancer healing journey, dove into learning everything you could about beating cancer. And so education is key. It's, it's learning. It's watching more podcasts like this. It's reading the books that you've talked about. It's learning from functional medicine doctors, you know, learning from people who have actually beaten cancer, whether they are the holistic doctors or they are the cancer conquerors, right? I've done documentary series and documentaries and summits. We've interviewed hundreds of these amazing people. That's why when you talk about hope, I love it because there is always hope. Dr. Francisco Contreras said it best in my documentary years ago. He said, there is no such thing as false hope. Doctor, people are saying, doctors are telling families, don't give them hope. 
You know, yes. they, they have nine months left to live. Don't give them hope. It's false hope. There's no such thing as false hope because hope, it may not take you to the end. It may not get you to being cancer-free by itself, but it's that first spark that you need to then get that positive mental attitude, to get that positive mindset, to then seek the solutions, to then keep going. Because without any hope, you are lost, right? You're lost in a quagmire of disbelief and self-doubt and fear. Yes, yeah. And so we need that hope, and, 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 it's, and it's massive when you're fighting something like cancer. The other thing I want to share was I love that you do affirmations. You've done affirmations, and you credit affirmations as a part of your own healing. So in my best-selling book, Becoming Cancer-Free, which is a lot of the, you know, research the last 10 years that I've done and interviews I've done, you know, condensed into like a six-step system that guides people through this cancer healing process. In the first step, it's about activating your own innate healer is what I call it. And there are three affirmations that I have people literally write on their on their mirror for you, you write these on your, you know, the glass inside your sauna, which is awesome. That's even better uh, if you have a sauna at home with glass on it. But the three affirmations that I have people learn to embody are actually similar to some of the ones you were telling yourself. And I'll read them for people because I think I've heard from so many of the clients we work with that we coach cancer clients that, you know, these affirmations have actually helped them tremendously. And the first one is, I am becoming my own healer. I am responsible for my health. We have yes. to repeat that again. I am becoming my own healer. I am responsible for my health because you have to take that responsibility, right? Number yes. two is I will be patient. I know true healing takes time, knowledge, and action. So it's sometimes we want things to happen overnight, right? It's like, I want this gone tomorrow, but yes. we need patience. We need knowledge and we need action. And then number three is I will never give up. I will persevere until I heal learning, improving, and growing as I go. And that's that perseverance mindset you talked about as well. It's like, I committed myself to becoming cancer-free. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to find the solution. And that is a psychological framework that if you can embody that, you will be significantly more empowered to actually overcome this disease. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, man. You know, um, people don't believe they're going to survive. And so they don't take the actions of a survivor. And I had to kind of come to grips with my own daily habits, right? And like, are my daily habits going to lead me to a result I want or to, I, to what I, I don't want? And I feel like this was a really hard thing for me to do because I have an ego, right? I've, I've achieved some things in my life. Um, and I'm not used to people commanding me and like telling me what's going to happen. Right. Like I'm very, and yet when it came to cancer, I I'm letting the doctors tell me that I'm going to die. Like I, I'm letting them tell me I need to do chemo. And that, that was a big reason that like, wait a minute, this is not me. Right. I, I need to kind of take responsibility over my own health. You know, in the beginning, my wife was doing the, the, the phone interviews with me um, or, or excuse me, instead of me, like I was so afraid of the cancer and afraid of more bad news, right? It's like, in the beginning, it was like, we found cancer all over your body. Um, and then it's, we found cancer and it's terminal. And then as we found cancer behind your heart, and then it's like, the one behind your heart is like, absolutely, it's terminal on its own. You, you know what I mean? And it was like, the news kept getting 
like worse and worse and worse and worse. So I stopped going to the doctor calls and I just kind of like sat on the couch. Um, during that time, that's when I was listening to radical remission and it was like cancer survivors take control of their health and they're active and they go um, to these appointments. And, you know, um, I had, that was like a, that was a, a wake up moment for me is where like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to live my life as if I'm going to live every day, right? Um, I'm going to trick my brain into believing that I'm going to survive this. As I began to trick my brain and I got up and I shaved and I put clothes on, you know, all of a sudden it was like, I can do this. I can get out of this. Oh, wait a minute. I just read about indole 3 carbonol. I just read about fasting. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. And then one day I woke up and it was like, I'm a cancer survivor. And I hadn't even, you know, it's like I won the war before the cancer was actually dead. So that mental game is huge. And and it's hard. It's hard when your friends and family are all giving you um, farewell cards or they give you that look at church. Like my, my wife would tell me that there's a woman at church that never will say hi to her, but will always do this when she sees her. Like gives her that, like that wince, like I'm so sorry, honey, mm. you know, your husband, but it would never come and talk to us. Would, ne would never come and say anything. Just always that. And it's like, that's how people look at you. It's like dead man walking. Right. You, that's because in their experience, cancer people do die. So you have to be willing to be that symbol of life for them. And that's that's what I did. Is like, I'm going to show them that cancer patients can thrive. And, and when I learned this term cancer thriver, I'd never heard of that term before. And I'm like, that's who I am. I'm a cancer thriver. And that's what I want to be for uh, other people. It's like, you, you, you know, when I started my career, it was like, I want to be a, you know, YouTuber. Right. And I've achieved that to some degree. Um, but now it's like, I, I, I want to be that cancer hero. Like I want people to know, and, and I don't care if it brings me riches or wealth. It's just like, I want you to know that you can make it through it. And that's, that's something that's, that's why I'm on the podcast today. It's like, I, I want people to know that it's, there's absolutely an exit plan to your cancer. Mm. That's so powerful. You are a true inspiration to people and uh, appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Um, I know we've only got a few minutes left. There's a couple of things I wanted to, or one thing maybe we can kind of end on this. I was thinking about is, you know, you said it took you two years to basically become cancer free. I know at least my, um, my sense is from hearing you talk that that felt like a long time. Right. Yeah. Um, and I know I know people who've actually reversed cancer in in three months using yeah. a natural approach. That's but two but even three months to two years is three months is incredibly short. Two years is actually very short time. Uh, a lot of the people that I know and I've met and have interviewed over the years who've reversed cancer using a holistic approach. Sometimes it takes them five years, 10 years. But what's amazing about so telling people like there is no time frame or time limit or like it you know it could happen quickly it could take a long time it could never go away and that's the reality is that you know your cancer may stick with you the rest of your life but that doesn't mean your symptoms and your pain yes. and 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 troubles from it necessarily are going to stick with you and in some cases they will you know that's when surgery may be uh beneficial for someone let's say you have a softball sized tumor in your colon and it's you know preventing you from being able to actually you know defecate like what do you yeah you probably want that removed before you die you know what i mean like 
there are times where things like that can be incredibly helpful. But most cancers, this is something I learned along the way that I didn't know before, and most people don't know this, is that most cancers actually have very few, if any, symptoms. And if you actually go look up cancer symptomology, there is no set symptomology for most cancers. It's a, it's a general random array of different symptoms. For, I'm saying most cancers most of the time from stage one to stage three. Now they get stage four or tumors grow significantly or they're you know, pressing up against a brain stem or something like that. This is different, right? Or you know, it's on your lungs and it's, it's uh, impacting your ability to actually breathe deeply. That's different. Yes. But again, generally speaking, most cancers most of the time have very few if any symptoms and it may range from something like brain fog to fatigue to you know some joint pain there's just a random array of different symptoms but if you can get that under control and you can actually stop your cancer from progressing number one that's success already right yeah stop it from progressing that's already success Number two, if you can actually start to regress it, that's huge, massive success. Yes. And then number three, if you can improve your quality of life while adding more years to your life, actual quality of life, you feel better, your immune system's better, you have more energy, you think better, you sleep better, right? Like actual improved quality of life and extend length of your life. Now you're like mega success. And at the end of the day, if your cancer actually finally completely goes away, which is a very, very, very small percentage of people, but totally possible, just as you said, and just as you've wow. done, then you've done the mega, 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 mega success. But that could take years to get to that point. But along the way, you look at the kind of person you've become, right? The kind of person you've become. Most people who, have, who are at this stage, even 10 years living with a cancer diagnosis, cancer didn't go away, but they said, cancer saved my life. And I said, how to save your life? They said, it made me a better wife it made me a better mother to my kids it i stopped doing i, I quit that job that i hated that was causing me uh, yeah. Oh, yeah i started meditating i started eating healthier i started sauna i started exercising now i feel better than i've ever felt in my life and cancer actually has become a blessing instead of a curse and so you know that's that's something somebody going through a diagnosis right now can you know start to reframe your mindset around as well and it's, it's hard to feel that at first, right? I remember saying, um, I will never say that cancer was a blessing, right? And and I had deeply spiritual beliefs associated as like cancer is is because there's we live in a broken world. I'm never going to thank God for this broken thing. And, and you know, my, my mindset flipped um, later on because I saw how God in me used cancer to make me a better husband. Um, it made me uh, a, a better man um, because now I'm a man who's I, I, like I, I, you know, I, I was really I was dealing with a lot of like self-doubt and self-hate. You, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, I came to find myself. My life is valuable and it's worth saving. And and I am a good friend and I I do have talents. And it's like I do want to share this with the community. And and I did come to a place where where I became grateful for cancer because I look back at who I was Um you know, you know, like I was drinking more than I should be drinking uh, before cancer. Um, and and today I, I barely drink. I might have wine on a special occasion. Um, but I, I just, you know, for me, it's like I just I did it already. I don't want to go back. to. I don't need it. 
Um, I, 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 I give me some carrot juice, man. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like that's that's what I'm looking. I don't want to be uh, grumblies in my tumbly. I, I want to feel good and opt. And I, I feel like I never felt good before. Like in my 30s, I, I just didn't feel good. I was always kind of sick, and it's like I feel vibrant and healthy almost every day. And I, um, I, I love that part of it. I did, you, you know, set goals for myself. And at first, it was like stop cancer growth. And it was just like you said, it stop the growth. And then it was like, stabilize, right? Can you stop the growth for a second round of tests? It's like every three months. And then it was reverse growth. And then when we saw reverse growth, like that was like, wow, we're doing it. Um, but in between that, there was, there was hiccups along the way. Like I would get a good scan and then I'd get a not so good scan. And, and then, you know, you shouldn't get scanned more than twice a year. Um, right. And there's reasons for that. When you're killing the tumor cells, you're, you're, you actually can, as they're dying off, you can actually have higher tumor markers and you may be led to believe that, oh, my cancer's spreading. I, what I'm doing is wrong. But yeah. in fact, you may not really know unless you're working with a good function, functional medicine, you know, so uh, true. Uh, integrative oncologist that like, oh, actually, no, this is a very normal process of the cancer healing process. But Anyway, and having a great team was a part of that. Like, yeah. you know, we all kind of set these goals. Like my goal was to be cancer free in a year. Um, and when I got to a year, I was pretty depressed because I, I I hadn't done it yet. Mm. And it was like, how did this person do it? And and even a girl that that I had um um I consulted with, you know, people call me and I don't really consult, but like this is a friend of mine. And so she, what did you do? And I'm telling her what I did, and I referred her to one of my doctor friends, and she was one of those six months six months and she's cancer free. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> how come I can't the ego kicks in the competitive mindset. You're like, <laughs> yeah. And like, will I ever get out of it? But I'm, I'm grateful even for that because I came to see that like, if I, this was about a year into it. And it's like, I was like, if I could live the next 20 to 30 years and feel the way I feel today, even if I had cancer, I would be okay with it. You know, and it's like I had to be at that point. And when I got to that point, I felt like the cancer started at that point really dying very fast. Um, and it was like exponential. And so, you know, when I got my cancer free test result, it was pretty close to that two year marker, you know, right, right around that two years. So two years from diagnosis, it took me to get um, cancer free. Um, but it, it wasn't um, a straight shot. Um and, and it wasn't like I couldn't tell a guy with prostate cancer to do what I did right. um, or a guy with brain cancer. But what I can do is, is I can talk about like some cancer truths, metabolic activity, um, and I can point people in the right direction. And I think it's important that, you know, as you engage in a cancering journey, that you're committed to a, some type of goal that you can control. Right. At first for me, it was like, I'm going to do my treatment with joy and I'm going to find joy in this. Um, Make that your first goal. Um, once you've done that, it's like, okay, I'm I'm up and I'm doing the thing every day. I'm eating a vegetable every day. I'm kind of, now it's like, now let's set a goal. Now you're going to, you know, I'm going to stop cancer growth by my next CT scan or, or whatever the case might be. Setting those goals and then helped me to like live the life in between scans that would get me the results I wanted. So I know like, all right, I got a scan coming up in November. So what I'd like to do is do like three months all plant-based diet, no carbohydrates, no alcohol, no fruit, no sugar. And I'll fast for five days before the scan, you know? And now all of a sudden, like I have a strategy 
because I've put milestones and it. it wasn't about like, of course I wanted to hit the goal, but deep down it was about becoming the type of person that can hit those goals. Yeah. And I often tell plan. my, I'm the type of person cancer doesn't get a hold of a person like me. You, you know what I mean? So it's not about this or that. If cancer ever crept its face into my body again, I would just smash it because that's who <laughs> I am. Right. It's not about my genes or, or, or anything like that. Yeah. I love that mindset. And I love the fact that, you know, having setting these kinds of goals um, that you set these kinds of goals, because we know how powerful goals are, especially when we commit to them and we have yeah. a good actual strategy and support team to hit those goals. Right. And they help you do the ice baths when you hate them. Right. <laughs> they help yeah. you drink yeah. the gallons of green juice and eat oh. kale when, yeah, it doesn't taste like cinnamon toast crunch. It's not supposed to. Right. But but you're going to eat it anyway because you know that it's helping kill the cancer cells and making you healthy and killing your gut and you know stimulating your immune system. You know you know you you're know going to those do those things. The, yeah, yeah. It's like and that's where the education is so powerful and important yeah. because without that education of what's actually happening, like I'm I'm like a why guy. Like I I love to know the why behind everything. If I know the why, then I set a goal then I can get myself to do those really hard things like take an ice bath this morning for three minutes in 35 degree Fahrenheit uh, temperature, you know, um, outside when it's cold outside. Like why? Because I know what it's doing to my immune system. I know it's upregulating my, my immune system. I know it's, you know, uh, enhancing my longevity. I know it's creating, you know, more dopamine. I know, I know all the things that are happening. So it's like when I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't want to do an ice bath. Uh, I hate this. But I do it anyway because it's a discipline, oh. it's a commitment, and I and I have my goals that I'm working towards, and so I do it. You know, so it, it's it's so important, and obviously a huge part of what you've done to create your success. Um, but oh, and I appreciate, man, I appreciate your time, getting to know you a little bit better here, and uh, having you come on a podcast and and share this, man. Your story is definitely super inspirational. Um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me and, and giving voice and thanks for all you do. You know, I, I found your content um, uh, pr pretty early on in the journey. And, um, you know, I'm just so grateful that there are people like you that, you know, you're taking that preventative approach, right? Because so many people would say, well, I never had cancer, so I, I, I don't feel qualified to help. And that's that's not the truth, right? Like, I don't have to have, have, have raised a daughter before to raise a daughter good now. Like, it's just share what you know, get out there and help people. And, and what you're doing is actually changing lives. And so I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that you give platform to people like me to just share our stories. Cancer is beatable. We can reverse it. You can live a better life and uh, you just got to make that decision. So, you know, you can, I, I, I blog a little bit on beatcancerwithme.com. I have a YouTube channel there where I, I try to share like my stories and my modalities and, Hey, I tried this and Hey, I tried that. And this is what this feels like. And that's what that test score looks like. And so if you guys find that interesting, you can go check it out. But I really appreciate your time and, and having me here today. That's awesome, dude. Absolutely. And that that was beatcancerwithme.com. Yeah. And then you've got a link to my Instagram from there. My YouTube is there as well. And we've got a couple articles, some links to doctors that we we like. And, you know, we, we want to see uh, beating cancer become the norm and, and, you know, we just hope that the small role that we play is helping. That's awesome. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Nathan Crane podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and share this on social media. 
Then head over to NathanCrane.com for your free ebook. So when we're talking about, you know, what are these underlying causes and conditions of these chronic diseases, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, they all have very similar, if not identical causes. And that's the thing is when we get to the root cause of these diseases, we can not only prevent these diseases from ever happening, but empower our bodies to heal from them. In every one of our cells, we have tens and hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions that are happening every second that are cycling uh, back and forth. It's like sort of a, a yin and yang. And, you know, for me, the soul, soul's purpose is evolution. It doesn't care about comfort. It cares about evolution. Mm. And so I think so long as we are following our soul, then we will evolve. And I think what sometimes blocks us from living our purpose, from manifesting that next level of our expression, is we have not evolved. There is also a time for letting go all the expectations and relax and just breathe and be grateful for what you have achieved. 